the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Irreverent, over the top, and smart as a whip. This is The Rob Black Show. There's a big stew about the president and presidential records and what was taken to Mar-a-Lago. And yesterday when it started to ramping up to, could it be nuclear weapon codes? I'm like, I'm, I'm checking out of this story for the weekend. I'll come back to this one because too much for you to process and way too speculative at this point in time to do you any good. With that said, we know that Congress is important. We just saw the Democrats pass a massive spending bill that will add to inflation, not cut it down, but should cut down on inflation for some sectors of our economy, like healthcare and Medicare costs over time. The amount of investment, and not even the word investment, but tax credits going to clean energy, is pretty gigantic. And as we played with the PPP loans in society, remember the businesses, if you've been affected by COVID, you need to apply with a small local bank and the United States government will bail you out. You just need to prove that you've been impacted financially. Um, that overstimulated our economy. A lot of people believe it. I do too. Did it save a lot of companies? Probably. Did it, did it hurt? Did some companies take money that didn't need to? Yes. Was there a massive amount of stimulus? Hell yeah, there was. Did that lead to some inflation? Oh, you bet you it did. So the same thing's going to happen with this move by Congress. It'll really heat up clean energy. Now, here's the problem with clean energy. A lot of solar investments are already overpriced, and a lot of the wind investments have no profits tied to them or... Wind energy is not just, it's just not as profitable. It can be set up, but you're not going to, you're going to spend a lot of money to make some money. For now, maybe they'll change. Maybe we'll come up with better systems, but second quarter earnings season has been solid. Energy gets all the credit for that. Energy has been the winner, winner, chicken dinner. But now we also get that, like I said, the Inflation Reduction Act. We get stimulus going into 2023. This time next year, eh, I don't want to say that. Sometime in the next year, I completely expect to say markets are at all-time high. And depending on how well the rest of the economy holds up, I can, I expect to say maybe it was at all-time highs multiple times. Could we get there this year? I don't know. I don't play that game. When you're down in the last four months of the year, you're like, wait, wait, did you say you're down in the last four months? Yeah, or halfway through August, and there's September, October, November, December. Can I expect a, a bull market rally for four and a half months to, to carry us all time? No. So I'm going to say sometime next year. That's a lot of stimulus. Now, again, inflation's still very, very ugly. And the headline print's going to be ugly for six months. 
But then we're going to start getting compares with that was a really ugly number 12 months ago. And suddenly the clock has gone all the way around once. The calendar's gone all the way around, but not the clock, the calendar. And those inflation numbers, it's not 10% on top of 10%. It's 2% on top of 10% inflation. Consumer sentiment rises more than expected in August. When the jobs numbers come out on Friday, the first Friday of every month, if they're solid job numbers and everyone's going like, hey, we've got a great economy, hip, hip, hooray, hip, hip, hooray, you're going to expect sentiment to be pretty good too that month. Jobs tend to equal positive sentiment. Yeah, there's some times where we see a lot of news on Putin or stock market unraveled that we do not like. 800 516 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. The market's moving towards a fourth week up. Feels kind of surreal, knock on wood, to say that. First half of 2022 is kind of captioning negativity of a lower stock market. There was like a week or two here, but then July came. Back half of the year, we started looking towards 2023. We're seeing the SP 500 up one half of 1%, the Dow Jones Industrial Average up one third of 1%, the NASDAQ up three quarters of 1%, the Russell 2000 up eight tenths. Bank of America comes out with a lot of surveys. Bank of America acquired Merrill Lynch back in the financial crisis, which is interesting to bring up because that's something the Clinton presidency brought forth was the banking deregulation where banks were allowed to become stockbrokers, stockbrokers were allowed to become banks, stockbrokers were allowed to become insurance companies, insurance companies were allowed to become banks and brokers. So all three businesses had had, and this is the sign of the times, they had had a Chinese wall between the three businesses. Banks weren't allowed to be bank brokers, brokers weren't allowed to be insurance companies. They had to be separate. They had financial regulators oversight that made sure the product was good for the uh, person that you weren't overselling them or, or getting them into costly margin product. So that happened. So again, why does that, why is that important? Cause that was Clinton came after who eight years of Reagan and four years of George Bush senior. And it's just, again, do I think what Trump got passed has financial impact? Hell yeah, I do. Do I think what George Bush senior got passed? Yeah. When he made that mistake when he was president of saying, uh, if you elect me a president, I'll do no new taxes. And then he did, did, did new taxes. And that was back in the day when there wasn't massive internet. So when he did the new taxes, uh, we were like, uh, you kind of said no new taxes. And he is, he was a one-term president. That seemed to be held against him. Bank of America has research. And they just did a released report on client fund flows. Fund flows are what are clients buying and selling. Their release from Merrill Lynch showed investors and buyers almost across the board last week with $11.7 billion coming into bonds, $7.1 billion moving into stocks, $4.3 billion coming out of cash and into stocks. Money also moved out of commodities where people felt less bullish about oil and energy. So you watch fund flows. Now, is that enough for you to change as an investor? Not for me. 
it's I've made a commitment to be in for the long term based on capitalism. And there there are probably five things that would say this is the beginning of the apocalypse to me. I see one horseman. Fun flows is not one of the four horsemen. Now, if it was three straight years of negative fun flows, I'd be like, well, that feels like a horseman. But what are your signs of apocalypse? Tragically, I'll tell you, many times this year, I'm getting emails on a weekly basis of people who are on the sidelines or people who want safe investments. And take a look at the last four weeks. They've been very, very, very good. If you miss that, you've missed a big part of a, a new bull market. Potentially, if you believe it's going to be a new bull market, I should throw in that contingency too. <clears throat> Bank of America has what's called a bull and bear indicator. They also released that and that pinned at 0, 0.0 suggest investors literally could not be more bearish on stocks, which means people just don't feel comfortable. And you tend to say that's the contrarian. That's the, this is the time to buy. Now, the bear and bull indicator is really, really, really funky. It has six little components, and it doesn't explain well. It's hedge fund positioning, long-only positioning, and market breadth. Market breadth is easy to explain. Um, you want to see many stocks do well, not just one or two. You want to see it spread out. Hedge funds have the ability to go long and the ability to go short. Are they tilting one way or the other? So again, would I base any investment decision, buy or sell, stay invested or get the hell out of the market and hide in a cubby hole and cry? Would I base any decision on one economic indicator? No. <clears throat> it's interesting because that's how CNBC makes money. They'll talk about this Merrill Lynch survey all day long. And they'll get riled up, positive or negative. And they'll talk about it on air. And a lot of people take that as like Bible. You shouldn't. Strong labor market data combined with downbeat commentary shows businesses talking one way and yet acting a different way. So psychologically, we're, at, we're holding up, we're turtling. And yet, reality, we're spending and staying open. Crypto bubble, the meme stock rally, the economic reopening, the hot girl summer. These are all these little mini investment themes that we've talked about in the last year. And you can get caught up in them. So, uh, I guess where I'm going out with this segment is be careful on economic reports. The one that truly means something to me is the jobs number, first Friday of every month. And yes, the inflation number means something to me, and I'm not saying it doesn't. The housing report for sure, but you got to take those as trends more so than, ooh, this one looks sightly, or this one looks unsightly. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Money, investing, and more. Disney had solid earnings and helped the market this week. They're a big consumer entertainment company. They give you a really good feel of what's going on in the country. They're raising prices. Do you think we're ever going to see Disney cutting prices? I don't think so. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. A straightforward approach to managing your money. The Rob Black Show. 
lot of talk that peak inflation is in. A lot of talk the market bottom is in June 16th. It's a a loser's game trying to predict in the short term. Too many random things can happen. In the long term, I think capitalism plays its part and corporates operate off profits. When they need business, they hire people. When they don't need business, they let go of people. It's a weird cycle. It goes around like that. Now, what happens with the FBI and Trump? I wouldn't be surprised if there is people lose their minds this weekend and get angry at each other. Seems to happen on a regular basis in the United States. Stocks are rising today as Wall Street debates peak inflation. But what happens this weekend, we don't know. The renewable energy push that is all about the Inflation Reduction Act. Inflation Reduction Act has the renewable energies. It's got a little bit of funding for the IRS where we're now starting to see reports the IRS is, could it become a political weapon and things like that? You kind of have to shut that noise off and just say people should pay their taxes. When it comes to investing, I don't think it, it's it's too smart to be too smart. As a rule, energy transitions don't happen quickly. So anything that we see in the Inflation Reduction Act tied towards alternative energy, it's going to take a long time to see the effects of. It took some 200 years for coal to supplant wood as the leading source of energy in the United States. We are ramping up aggressively to be more renewable than fuels that come out of the ground. The rise of oil wasn't that much faster of replacing coal. After the first oil rush in Pennsylvania in 1859, 1859, more than a century passed before crude topped coal. So the age of renewables, it'll work in kind of lightning speed for sure. But know that it takes a while. Sources of energy like solar panels, Solar panels just 10 years ago, maybe 15, but not that long ago. I was like, oh, you have to be a tree hugger. Isn't that guy Ed Bagley Jr. who was on St. Elsewhere's and he like got a house that's completely free of of coal and oil and natural gas. He's, He's a hippie. He's a tree hugger. Now we see solar panels in California just normal. It's kind of a roof. I'm almost shocked when I don't see a roof with solar panels on it. Now, again, you go across the country, you're going to see a lot of homes without uh, solar panels on roofs. It's going to take a while to spread. Wind turbines now produce more power in the United States than the entire country used in 1950. Electric vehicles account for 5% of new car sales, a tipping point that typically rushes to 25% within four more years. So the implication is, now that we've topped five, we're going to go straight to 25%. I believe that. I have an electric vehicle and a hybrid. And I totally believe my next vehicle will be an electric vehicle. I Yesterday, with my solar, I got free energy all day long. So I added 80 miles to my electric vehicle for nothing but sunshine. Now, again, it wasn't really nothing but sunshine because I had to pay to get the solar panels put in. 
it's going to take some while. The climate in the United States, the climate bill is what they're calling it. It's expected to clear the house today. It'll unlock $370 billion for clean energy incentives and consumer benefits. So when those their incentives, companies still have to take a risk, but they have a big old chunk of money to play with. And the money that they put in is typically about four times as much. So $370 billion should equal easily $1.2 trillion of private investment. A lot of money. By 2030, renewables could account for 60% of power generation in Western Europe, up from 35% today, and 38% in the United States and China, up from 23% in the United States today and 30% today in China. So all the world is moving more towards clean energy, and this should push us a little faster because the opportunity of investment. And I'll say, I, I, do I even get into the political conversation with myself on clean energy has to be better than oil and coal, just in the very nature of its sunshine and wind? I don't even know if I want to open that can of hate. You people in the Twitterverse are mean. Do you hear what Rob Black said? He wants to take my daddy's oil job away from him. No, I don't want to take your dad's oil job away from him. I. That's why I don't dip into that crazy conversation, right? By 2030, both the United States and Europe will be adding 80 gigawatts of solar and wind per year, meaning they'll be displacing older forms of energy. That rate of growth adds up quickly. The U.S. has about 1.2 terawatts of electricity generating capacity as of the end of last year. Europe similarly plans to more than triple its wind and solar capacity by 2030. When I do research on terawatts, I have to have a yellow pad of paper next to me. And I go, what's a terawatt? I don't remember that from high school. And it's a thousand gigawatts. Sunrun should be a big investor, should be a big winner over time. Sunrun is a solar installer. Then you would look at LG Energy Solutions, which makes a lot of solar powers, solar panels, excuse me. Report Macmoran Copper and Gold. A lot of copper is used in alternative energy for wind turbines. So that's ticker symbol FCX. LG is a Korean company, a little bit tougher for you to buy. Plug Power, ticker symbol PLUG, as in hydrogen play. Sunrun as a solar play, run, R-U-N. AES as a, a distributor of energy. Those are some ideas. Consultant Worker Advisors, we're taking action on the next on the show. I'm Rob Black. Brought to you by EP Wealth. This is the Rob Black Show. Questions about how to invest in your retirement? Check out robblackshow.com and get in on the conversation. Subscribe to the podcast and video channels. No one cares more about your money than you do. It's time to start to feel good about your financial future. Robblackshow.com. Robblackshow.com. I will hit any topic that I can on financial issues to help you get to retirement and understand money better. I'm still learning, but I think I've done a pretty good job for a very long period of time of lots and lots of studying. I worked as an investment advisor when I broke into this industry. <clears throat> My first goal when I went to college was not to become a financial planner, not to become an investment advisor. But then I started making money and I was like, 
my first idea that dawned on me was I didn't want to work till the day I died. So I knew that earning money was going to only last a period of time because I saw retirement as not earning money. So I started making some rules and standards in my head of what does this all mean? I hope you do too. Stocks are rising today as Wall Street heads for a winning week. Winner. Remember when Charlie Sheen lost his mind? Winning. Tiger blood. I'm not turning that into a financial story. Maybe here's the financial story there. He gave up his career. Um, Drugs over time did enough damage to his body and his mind that he essentially gave up his ability to make $2 million for an episode of a stupid TV show. That's stunning to me. But hopefully he's got the money to last it, right? Apple's hiring today. Company indicated they expect to sustain iPhone sales in 2022, despite a market slowdown. They've basically asked suppliers to roughly assemble 220 million iPhones in total this year. Go do the math on that one. 220 million iPhones. And then start adding on the services that people are signing up for, like having all your photos backed up for life and a TV plan and start putting numbers to a phone and start putting numbers to subscriptions. You can see like, they're going to do okay. Their phones get more expensive every year, right? I don't know if the value is there anymore. I don't know if the impact of, wow, is worth but there's not a lot of options. Economic data in recent days has reassured investors that inflation probably has peaked or at least pressures are cooling. The CPI showed prices stayed flat over the month and rose less than expected annually. The PPI this week showed prices fell one half a percent from the prior month compared to expectations of two tenths of a percent increase. If you learned anything this week, it's that inflation is the pressures of stop building. And maybe it's peaked. We won't know it's peaked. For another two, three, four months? Could it ramp right back up if Russia goes nuclear? Could. So we we always have to have that if ifs and buts were candy and nuts, what a party we'd have. Now, the day started off positive. Yesterday, it started off as positive, and yesterday turned into kind of a push slightly negative. Today started out positive, and I'm, as I'm watching the day go on, it's getting a little weaker, and I'm seeing oil definitely get weak. So I don't feel there's a lot of conviction in sending the market way higher. I don't feel there's a lot of conviction for sending the market way lower. If we go sideways for nine months, I'd be fine with that. We fought ourselves out of a bear market in the NASDAQ, and we've actually technically triggered a bull market with going 20% off the bottom. I don't think a lot of people are talking about this silent bull market thing, but it's out there. Other stories of note today. Let's hit Social Security real quick. Uh, Social Security checks are projected to go up. Next year, as it went up this year, the cost of living adjustments. So if your mother or father are on Social Security, maybe have a conversation with them. Hey, mom, I heard on a financial radio podcast that this guy said your cola, not Coca-Cola, mom, but your cost of living adjustment is going to go up. What do you think about that, mom? 
Oh, you devil. The government takes all my money. I know you're saying, is that an impression of your mother? A little bit, yeah. She'd say things like, you devil. You rascal. Oh, you miss them when they're gone. Um, and then you, you, if you want to have a, like another sentence that you would have with your mother about Social Security going up, you go, you know, mom, your check's going up, mom. And she goes, oh, yeah, you devil. And you also could add this. Watch this line. Um, sorry, it's not really keeping up with inflation, mom. Yeah, yeah, everything's cost more money. So social security benefits remain stagnant over time. Their buying power would decrease. So we have COLA's cost of living adjustments. You have to spend more dollars in the future to afford the same lifestyle you have today because of inflation. So talk to your parents here, if they're still alive, a little bit about money. And this is an easy conversation to have. So the official social security COLA for 2023 will be announced in October of 2022. It's based on third quarter inflation data, and the third quarter doesn't end until September 30th. When that happens, Social Security Administration will look around and they'll look at things like the consumer price index for urban wage earners and clerical workers, which is an odd thing to say out loud. The COLA, the cost of living adjustment, is expected to be as high as 10.8%, which could mean your mother, who's on Social Security, We'll see a check that has an extra $175 a month. So here's your third and final question for your mom. Hey, mom, I heard the Social Security is going to raise uh, your benefit by another $175 a month. You should be getting about $1,623, mom. And she goes, oh, that's nice. <laughs> Have money conversations with aging parents. Don't be afraid to do it because they may also reveal something. Yeah, my my. My Plavix drugs are really expensive. And you're like, Plavix? What's that do? Um, and then you go, oh, our president. And she goes, and you go, she goes, who's that? And you say Biden. She goes, oh, I don't like that one. And you're like, Trump? And she goes, oh, I don't like that one. My mom sort of started losing her mind, to say the least. Alzheimer's kicked in. I'm having a conversation with my dead mother about drug prices right now. Oh, that Biden mom. He, uh. He's cutting taxes. He's cutting uh, prescription costs on, on Medicaid and Medicare. Oh, that rascal. So what's interesting about this whole segment is I've just done a segment where I was talking to a dead elderly person who also has Alzheimer's. And what you don't know about Alzheimer's that I do is that our, our family members will hide things from us when they're in cognitive decline. And yet they still look like they can handle their finances and yet they can't. Uh, me and my brother David had to baby uh, to hold my mother's hand on all things financial. We had to get copies of her bank statements and look at through to make sure she wasn't getting um, taken advantage of. There was one period of time where I was going through her bank statements. I'm like, Dave, what's this recurring $103 thing that mom's paying for? And it was, it was just in the bank statement. It, it was like GT, GTTTS. You're like, what's that? <clears throat> so you do some tr some homework and you track it down and someone had sold my mom a life insurance policy. She was 80 years old and it's on her life insurance policy. People will take advantage of your parents. Try to talk to them about money. Even if you start a conversation incredibly stupidly, like I just did, told you to on social security, um, they may be hiding that they don't know. 
and you may not be realizing what they don't know. For the last 10 years of my mom's life, she didn't know who the president was, but he was a rascal. So that's fair, probably for some of it, right? You can always find me online at robblackshow.com. That's robblackshow.com. Find us at robblackshow.com. Robblackshow.com. It's so funny. Um, just doing that little sip of soda and doing the ah at the end of it. We used to piss my dad off intentionally. It's, we probably drove him to drink and become an alcoholic, having five boys. Uh, that's just childhood memory there. He liked manners. One of the things I like is technology. Um, I was, when I was six years old, I got an Atari 2600, maybe seven years old, maybe eight years old. But that led to a TI-99, which led to a ColecoVision, which led to an Intellivision. I know you're saying Intellivision. Go YouTube it. Um, I was consuming this consumer electronics for the entirety of my life. And now only recently, in relative terms of time, have I gone like, yeah, I probably don't need the new phone. Um, I will say those who get technology early, like Tesla's full self-automated driving. Sorry, it's not really full self-automated driving. <laughs> like you're you're paying for that so that one day I get it. Worthy of note. Tech is very expensive if you're an early adapter. Now, the next 10 years, this is what we can expect in top tech trends. Process automation and virtualization. That's one of the top 10 trends. Around half of all existing work activities could be automated in the next few decades as next-level process automation virtualization becomes more commonplace. The statistic is by 2025, more than 50 billion devices will be connected to industrial Internet of Things. Robots, automation, 3D printing, and more will generate about 79.4 zettabytes of data per year. It's a wild technology that includes bio-revolution, Next generation materials, future of clean technologies. The top 10 tech trends are tough to really boil down, and some of them won't happen. But process automation virtualization is big. Next up, the future of connectivity, faster digital connections. Um, 5G and the Internet of Things has potential to unlock economic activity by implementing faster connections in mobility, healthcare, manufacturing, retail. It can increase global GDP by about $2 trillion. That's why we invest in 5G. That's why we talk about, oh, China's got more technology than the United States. They're spending more on 5G. They're spending more on clean energy. Far greater network availability and capability drives broad shifts in business landscapes. Through wireless control of mobile tools, machines, and robots to decentralize energy delivery, to remote patient monitoring. The next big tech trend in the next 10 years, distributed infrastructure. This tech trend helps companies boost their speed and agility, reduces complexity, saves costs, and strengthens their cybersecurity defense. 70% of companies will be using hybrid cloud or multi-cloud platforms as part of distributed IT infrastructure. It is wild to see what my industry has gone through. When I first got into this industry 25 years ago as a registered investment advisor, I had to spend money on a very expensive accounting software. 
that would tell me exactly what my clients held in positions of stocks and exactly how much they were worth. And I would spend an extra two to three hours a night cleaning up the data to make sure everything looked right and was priced right. Not every night, but many, 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 many nights. I was in constant maintenance. And now that that's moved all to the cloud, let someone else look up those prices called the internet bot. Um, Next generation computing is always in the news. It includes a host of far-reaching developments from quantum artificial intelligence to fully autonomous vehicles. And as such, won't be an immediate concern for all organizations. Preparing for the next generation of computing requires identifying whether you're in the first wave. First wave is always going to be finance, travel, and logistics. Or whether your business depends on trade secrets and other data that must be safeguarded during the shift from current to quantum cryptography. Um, next generation computing. We still haven't hit peak computing, which is, I, I think, pretty great. I think I die from tech overload when it turns into, I walk into my house, I say, lights on. Computer, read my email. We've seen it in books. We've seen it in movies. It has been integrated to us, but there's more computing coming. Applied artificial intelligence. AI-generated speech will be behind more than 50% of people's interactions with computers. It is really, really crazy, the steps that we've seen in um, AI bots. They're getting better and better, I think. Although they're still frustratingly problematic. I think they're frustratingly problematic because they have a switch called Frustrate Rob Black, and they turn that one on. But companies are still searching for ways to use AI effectively. While any company can get good value from AI if it's applied effectively in a repeatable way, less than one quarter of respondents to recent surveys report significant bottom line impact. So we haven't replaced the real person with a chat bot, but we're trying to. Applied artificial intelligence. It's applied to further develop tech-based tools such as training machines to recognize patterns and then act upon it when something has been detected. We need more trust architecture. That's one of the top 10 tech trends for the next 10 years. In 2019, more than 8.5 billion data records were compromised. Password 123 is no longer acceptable. But we need to move ledgers to blockchain. And that's where Ethereum is in the right ballpark. Anything that has my grades, my healthcare records, my finances, I want it encrypted. And I want it so that only I can see it. And if anyone else sees it, I want to be able to see that they've seen it. Cybersecurity will enable more cost-effective transactions for buyers and sellers. We still have a lot of new generation materials being developed that will give us faster airplanes that weigh less. Think about that. Cars that weigh less, that you consume less electricity or gas. Anyhow, those are some of the tech trends to look forward to in the next 10 years that will make trillions of dollars for the investment world. I'm Rob Black. Irreverent, over the top, and smart as a whip. This is The Rob Black Show. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.